0: What's up, Bates Bates? So we
1: started this episode with quite a bit of booty. Or or should we call them Bates Booties? <laughs> That's a little yeah. too weird. No, I think it's great.
0: How is everyone? This is this is quite a, a lot to
1: swallow, you know. This this episode, yeah. I mean, starting with Sam Loomis's bare booty in the bathtub. Oh, a lot of alliteration crack. there. Oh, that bare butt, butt crack. in the Bates Motel bathtub. <sighs> that butt crack though, I can't handle. I don't know why it you're so freaked gross. out about like Sam Loomis's butt crack. Like it could have been chicks. Oh, oh <laughs> see? <Ew>. see, see, <laughs> see. At least it was Austin Nichols's butt and not like. Unless it was I a body know. double. I don't know. There's just something about it that I was like, this is just too uncomfortable. Maybe it was the blood. I was going to say, I mean, it, like, <laughs> I love how you were thrown off by the butt crack and not the, like, copious amounts of blood on the floor. But that's not the point here. But I was very impressed with Mother and the, the high heels she was rocking while she cleaning was up She was so the body. calm. Like, I mean, I guess she always is cleaning up after her bodies and Norman's, Norman's like, understandably freaking out because this is his first real kill.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because, like, I really don't, I really don't fault Norman for the other people he's killed. Because he doesn't, because he doesn't, he's not doing it as Norman. I mean. Yeah. If you want to talk physicality, Norman Bates is murdering these people. Because mm-hmm. it's his body, like, you know, it's his. But we already discussed it's, it's, that it's, Mother it's a is a very complicated a person. It's very so. complicated. But, like, I mean, from a legal standpoint, it was Norman Bates. Right, but even then it is we'll, it is tricky we'll and like the, and he wouldn't just rule and they wouldn't prosecute him for like honest like obviously he's not mentally stable like right he doesn't even need to like he would plead insanity like that's that's what happens in psycho you know they don't put him in prison they put him in a
0: well i've just i feel like since this episode focused a lot on mother-son relationships do you want to tell a story about your mom not that you're a son, but
1: I'm not. You know, I'm not a son. Mother-daughter relationships. So I understand why Norman was so mad at his mother in this in this episode, because I too recently was really upset with my mother and I think I have to sneeze. This is serious business, guys. I think I have to sneeze. This is not a joke. No, I, don't, I don't have to this sneeze. This is for real. Okay. So I was just filling in for you. Thank you. Because I thought I had to sneeze <laughs> and it went away. Anyway, so there's something I take very seriously in life, my whole family does, and that is Girl Scout cookies. So, before spring break, who we'll doesn't f- take that seriously? People who aren't trying hard enough in life. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so so I go home for spring break, I'm expecting a box of Savannah Smiles waiting for me, the lemon cookies that are like just little little pieces of heaven and 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 what should I find but there is no box of Savannah Smiles and I ask my mother mother just to get in the norman spirit of it all where are the savannah smiles and she says your father's stomach and i look over at my dad and he normally pretends he can't hear us but this time he looked up and said uh-uh <laughs> and i look at my mother again and i say mom mom who did it who who ate who ate my girl scout cookies that you've been saving for me and she's and eventually she admits that it was her and by the end of spring break, she offered, she said, do you, do you want me to get you some more Girl Scout cookies? And I was like, do you think this is a game? <laughs> so anyway, I understand Norman's pain of being really frustrated. And yeah. those yellow gloves just reminded me of the lemon cookies. And I just honestly couldn't deal for a second. I was so upset. I mean, Girls yeah. Girl Scout cookies come around once a year.
0: Yeah. And it's I a think, serious business. I think this is a great thing about the writing of Bates Motel is that everyone can relate. <laughs> In some way, shape, or form. (laughs) Everyone can relate. All right. So, how should we start this off? Should we, can we just cover Romero's
1: arc really fast? Yeah. Because it was so, like, of all the episodes featuring Alex Romero in the entire show, I think, the entire series, not just this season, this was the least, like, I have never cared so less about Bromero's plotline. I hate Keith Summers so much that even his sister, mm. I'm like, you're not a good person. I mean, Matthew? I know that's not fair. Yeah. That's, that's really not, not fair. fair. But she's also creepy. She reminds well, me- Well, she ran the books for his little side business. That's true. And she reminds me of, um, I can't remember the movie name, but it's this like creepy lady who has like really dark eyes It's, um, oh my gosh, I remember the plot of the movie. It's a scary movie, and it's the, um, it was really popular a few years ago. It had the little kid, and the house, and, like... I have no idea. Um, 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 it wasn't, not Inception, not Inception. That's, that's a different, that's not a (laughs) horror movie. It has, like, a one, like... Huh. I feel like it started with an eye.
0: Well, if you want to look it
1: up, I'll yeah, I will, them I will. In on what happened. Because it looks she looks like somebody
0: in that movie. Um So Bromero wakes up and he's in Maggie Summers' house, which is no surprise because last know, time we saw him, um, she he was at her who he showed up at her house. Um and so he asks where his gun is and she's like, Oh, you must have dropped it because yeah, that's convincing. Um, and she's obviously been taking care of him and is very kind to him. She gets him antibiotics. Um, she's feeding him. And then later in the episode, um, we find him looking for
1: the gun while has gone.
0: Okay. Insidious. insidious. Sorry, right. I just,
1: oh my gosh, it was Insidious, that the lady that she's, um, she's the neighbor. She's also like a... Some kind of medium? I don't know. But she's creepy. She's super... I'm going to show you what she looks like. But anyway. Sorry. Continue. I just... It just came to me. Yeah. No problem. So Maggie
0: basically asks Bromero, look, I know you have your own moral compass. I know there's a reason why you're here. So what is it? And he pretty much fesses that it's about Norma and that she didn't actually commit suicide. And that he's, you know, trying to avenge her death. But really, the only important thing about the whole Bromero segments were his ass.
1: That's true. Just showing off his booty. See, this lady. Oh, yeah. do they look alike? I
0: can see that. Yeah.
1: She she just reminded me of that and it creeped me out. Anyway, He like, he's showing she off is the goods. a little goods. creepy. He was showing off the goods, though, in this episode. <laughs> Honestly, like, what else do we even have to say about him? He eats waffles and eggs, and gets upset because he can't find his gun. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, Keith Summers' sister, the lady who kept his books for his creepy little side business, feels the need to give him a morality lecture.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm like, and it's not really a morality lecture. Not, not so much. She a morality knows lecture. that
0: he's he's there for a good reason. She just wants to know because she's
1: nosy. <laughs> uh, I guess that's true. I just maybe that's why I cared so little about it. I don't know. It wasn't very important except for that ass. That ass, indeed. There was a lot of booty in this episode, which is why we so appropriately started with with Miss New Booty. Because yeah. well, who is Miss New Booty in this episode though? Is it Bromero or is it is it Sam? Who do we who do we give the crown of Miss New Booty? <laughs> Who, I
0: don't know. I don't know like 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 a It sounds like a weird pageant.
1: <laughs> it sounds like a pageant. You know like Miss, New Miss Booty. America, Miss, Miss New, New Booty. Booty. <laughs> I think I would rather watch like Miss New Booty than Miss America. Standing invitation for Robert Pattinson. Anyway. <laughs> Perfect. No, who is it? Who's Miss New Booty? Sam or Romero? Who do who do we give it to? Because I mean, because Sam, like... Well, Sam's dead, so I feel like Bromero gets it by default. Well, but Sam's, like, Sam, like, we had, like, a bare butt. You know, like, we, we got, we got was the got too goods. much. Maybe, maybe that's true. Maybe, like, maybe I less like is more. I like a modest. Maybe less is more, you know? <laughs> I like, just want his butt in the camera angle for a minute, you okay, know? Yeah, like, so Bromero had, like, the, like, he had the right camera angle, had, like, the right <laughs> pair of jeans, you know, like... I guess we have to give it to Bromero for the style of it all. Yeah. And I mean. He's classy about it, you know? Okay, but in Sam's defense, he really didn't have a lot of, like, preparation. (laughs) He wasn't able to really, like, compete for this role. But Romero, he was obviously ready. Why are we talking about this? Because it's important. So, I never thought that I would be talking about this on the internet. So congratulations, like. Alex Romero! You've won the title of Miss New Booty for this episode. Congratulations. Maybe that's something we should like. Start Booty Romero. We should start doing that. Like, who is Miss New Booty? Booty Romero. Ooh, that's, <laughs> You know, we were we were saying we don't have a nickname for him in this episode, but now we do. Miss New Booty Romero. <laughs>
0: Okay, so what else should we talk about? I'm I'm not sure where to start. No, no, no. Um, I I have a lot on psychopathy. I can't talk. Psychopathy. That is such a tricky word. It really is. Um, So I don't want to delve too
1: deep into Mother's quotes with Norman. Um, Except, accept, accept. I love that she says this to him because I think I need to like stitch it on a pillow. She says, "You can think about the meaning of life later, but right now we got shit to do." <laughs> yes. And I don't know about you guys, but I think we all need that like cross-stitched on a pillow. Oh, absolutely. on our couches. I think everyone needs that. You right, can think about for the- my existential crises that happen like daily. Yep. Same. Honestly, I had an existential crisis like in the middle of this episode. It was really every upsetting. time I watched it. Yeah. It was really random too. Anyway, also I
0: almost cried, and we'll. well that'll probably oh, I did again. cry. Yeah, because you love Dylan,
1: honestly. Okay, in my defense, you love Norman, and you've gotten so many good Norman moments this season. This was I Dylan's know! episode to shine, and I loved it. Should we talk about? No, let's not talk about Dylan just yet. Okay, um, so let's
0: just kind of skim over the first few scenes because right. I want to
1: come back to it later. Oh, I do too. I just really um, needed to bring that forward. Yeah, because totally. We so, all need that.
0: Yeah. So that quote is when we see Sam's booty and all its glory, or grossness. I um, mean, he didn't take the title though. No, but he not was, this time, Sam. He's he's um, what's it called? Runner up. Runner up. Honorable mention. He
1: got a honorable mention for
0: Miss New Booty. <laughs> And so they try to dispose of his body in the woods. Miss new Um, body. (laughs) Please stop. (laughs) They want to get rid of his ass.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He was the loser. We gotta dispose of the loser. (laughs) The losers and and haters.
0: (laughs) We're never gonna get through this. Okay, so they see the police um, pulling a body from the pond. Now I'm gonna say booty every time I'm trying to say body. (laughs)
1: Uh, (laughs) jim blackwell wasn't even in the pageant no
0: um he didn't even get to compete and so norman freaks out because he's like oh my gosh they're pulling a body out of the pond um and they and they dispose of um sam's booty Mm -hmm. um in a well and that's what happens when you don't win Miss new booty (laughs) dump your body um and norman pukes and Mother is like, this is going to be
1: a long night. I feel like I've had nights out like that. Yeah. I Where mean... you're with a group of people. One person's already like a drunk mess. And then one person's like, oh, this is going to be a long night. And then the person who says that always ends up having to take care of the drunk mess. Did somebody moon someone too? When the sun goes down. <laughs> There's going to be a moon. <laughs> going to be a Miss New Booty competition. <laughs> I feel like this is only funny because we're drinking. <laughs> We've made a lot of butt jokes. Yeah. It would be funny anytime. Let's be real. <laughs> I love butt jokes. I don't know why. <laughs> anyway, I'm just really annoyed at Norman at this point because. Why? we in this scene because, oh my gosh, Chick has literally showed us. This is how you depo- dispose. Oh, yeah. Dispose. I said depose. No, no, no. That's not the right word. Dispose. <laughs> this is not a court. Um. Like, of a dead body, you burn it with, apparently with lavender. Because he put, like, a circle of lavender around Caleb. Oh, he did? Or he, like, put it on his... Remember, he put it, like, on his chest, like, gave I flowers. I didn't notice that. I but think okay. it was lavender. Maybe, it was very aesthetically pleasing. Maybe it was for the smell, though. Mm-hmm. I feel like it would help. But the point is, like, I'm not a murderer, but even I know that, like, if you were going to get rid of a dead body, you would want to, like... You would want to get rid of all the remains. And if they have enough foresight to get luminol to like clean up the blood stains in the motel, surely they would have enough like know how to actually get rid of a body decently. I mean, you would think so. But to be fair, I mean, the police has to find the bodies, like Norman has to get caught, we know this. I just
0: for me it's like yeah, you should
1: take you should take a lesson
0: from chick. But if nothing else, Norman, you are a 21 to 22
1: year old guy. Who probably Have watches you horror not movies. seen Breaking Bad? Honestly, though, <laughs> I feel like every guy our age has watched Breaking Bad. I love Breaking Bad. Um, I was trying to get into it. Every time I try, though, I like something comes up and I can't like sit down and watch a whole episode.
0: It takes a while to like get into it, but I feel like you would like
1: it. I think I need to. I mean, like, you like
0: Bates Motel.
1: I think I need it's, to get into it whenever it's I have time. Very similar. Like, when I have in the some time. Ways. Yeah, to like focus in because totally. I never really have the time to like pay attention to it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I get that.
1: Maybe the summer or something. Yeah, binge
0: like... watching it is probably the best anyway. That's but what I've heard. Anyway, we got to get back. Right. um So it's not a breaking. Norman like freaks out, which is understandable. I get you, Norman. I am always there. Um, and then mother slaps him, and then he slaps her back. They have a little slap fight. They did
1: have a slap It's like the, the James Corden... humor. The, oh, you didn't. It's like the James Corden, John Krasinski sketch where they're, like, doing the Gone with the Wind thing and oh, they yeah. slapping each other in the face. Rhett! Rhett! Where should I go? No. What should I do? Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. <laughs> <laughs> they slap each other. I didn't actually slap her. I slapped my hand. Anyway, it Ouch. was like that that was a very intense moment but and I know it was intense and I felt the intensity however it was just so funny Yeah, and I know it wasn't really supposed to be funny
0: but it it was I feel like you had to laugh because how else would you deal with like that craziness
1: it's that kind of like moment when you're laughing because there is humor here but you're also really uncomfortable yeah exactly there's like there's different levels of that kind of like emotion there's like laughing because you're uncomfortable being so scared you can't laugh and then like Finding humor in the situation, but also being uncomfortable. Right. Because sometimes I laugh and I'm uncomfortable, even though I find nothing about the situation funny. True. So true. But this was not one of those times. I actually do find a bit of humor in the situation, but I'm also very uncomfortable. Well, I'm just to tell picturing us good about that. Vera and Freddie like rehearsing each that. other. <laughs> I'm picturing them every time they have scenes like this, where it's like some kind of intense physical <laughs> moment. I just imagine them rehearsing it and like really having to go to like a character place for that. Yeah yeah exactly because like i mean like they say like in all my theater classes they're always like um, like every theater class i've taken they're always like acting is living truthfully in imaginary circumstances that's like kind of like the actor's guide i guess like that's like the the motto and this book is all
0: that i need exactly
1: it's like that (laughs) and so like i always like think about that now when i'm watching like Any form of acting. I'm like, acting is living truthfully in imaginary circumstances. So how is this person living truthfully? Do I believe them? Mm -hmm. And I mean, obviously they're great actors and like, you never doubt them for a second, but you also have to remember that these are people. Right. And like, and they're like good friends in real life. And so it's really like, it's so cute. It's interesting to like, it's interesting and it's very, like, I I have so much appreciation for it, but I'll say it again because I feel like I, I say it every time we record this but like it needs to be said if this show doesn't win Emmys this year I will riot honestly they get snubbed at the Emmys every year but honestly I feel like this year specifically if they if they get snubbed because some past years I can see it
0: yeah Maybe, I mean especially I really season two Emmys,
1: but oh, oh I don't let's not even talk about season, season two. two is like a dark season spot. two
0: didn't exist in my
1: head I know it's I... kind of like I still think Barack Obama is the president exactly it's like that <laughs> I still haven't accepted anything. Anyway, it's it's very it's very strange though. Like this whole scene with them slapping each other, um, because we've seen Mother be aggressive with Norman a lot. Like and we've
0: seen Norman be aggressive with Mother a little bit. We
1: have, and like, but I don't recall. Maybe that so much has happened. So like, this did happen in the past episodes, and I just didn't really notice. But I don't recall. A slap in the face is a really insulting physical act. Mm -hmm. It is very insulting. It's like because it's one thing to hit someone, like punch them or something, but slapping has so much connotation to it. Right. A slap in the face is a is a chosen action. Like when it's in like a movie or TV show, shame. It is a slap is chosen for a reason. Like if she just wanted to hurt him, she would like hit him on the head or like slap him upside the head or something. But a slap in the face, like a slap on the cheek, is. It's a slap in the face. Yeah, that's, Mm. like, why that expression exists. And so, I don't think we've seen her slap him in the face. I don't think we have. Or anything that insulting. Not even, like, she says things that she doesn't mean. She's very, like, mother's very careless in her words. Then again, so was Norma. But, like, we have not seen her be so intentionally disrespectful and, like... That's really true.
0: And then she kind of slips up and mentions that she can't remember where she put the luminol, which I know this is like throwback to episode one of the season, but he asked her, why do we have luminol like or whatever? And she's like, I don't know. I don't know what that is. And so I'm wondering if that's going to come back at some point or if it's kind of just like going to be dropped from now on. Um, because he kind of has a reaction to it, but then he just says, maybe I should just turn myself in, which she obviously reacts to in a flammable way. I
1: didn't know how else to phrase that. Flammable. That's a, that's a pretty good word for that. Let's talk Mm. about also what she says after that, when she says, do you want me to take over for a little while? Oh, yeah. Okay, because... Mm. There were there were a lot of things alarming about the way this this line was delivered, and first of all, the line itself is really like unsettling. But second of all, she delivers it like she's saying like, "Do you want me to do the laundry today? I I really don't mind." Or like, right, you "Want me like to go something so simple? You want me to go get groceries? I really don't mind." Mm-hmm. You want me to go get the whiskey tonight? I don't mind. You know, like. She Wait, says it. That happened. It did. <laughs> she says it like I would say like something like that to you, like, mm-hmm. "Hey, I'll go get, I don't know, like something. Like I'll I'll do this favor for like for you. Yeah, something that's no gonna help deal. both of us. Yeah. yeah, like she says it like it's just a simple favor, and I think it like it. I think what's so funny is because like I really am trying more and more to like put mother as her own person within him but like this that line for some reason really separated them oh yeah to me really separated them in personality because for a while you know i really have had it in my head you know that she's there to help him cope
0: yeah and 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 that's interesting that you say that because i want to come back to this idea okay so let's hold on to that. Yeah. Um but let's just kind of cover some more of the story so we can get yeah. into the good stuff.
1: Oh, let's talk about Lady Sheriff. <laughs> Lady Sheriff. Yes. <clears throat> she is okay. I don't like Lady Sheriff. And here I liked her at first. I think the actors doing a fine job. Oh yeah. But I don't like her and the reason is this always bothers me about TV sheriffs too or like TV cops or detectives that do this like I've br- I've mentioned Pretty Little Liars on the show before. I'm sorry, I'm a trash person and I still watch it. I don't even know if I'm going to watch the rest of it at this point. But like, I do know that in one season, there's this detective lady who's always asking them really like loaded questions. Like she already knows the answer she wants to hear. And the, and that makes the girls nervous because they don't really know what to tell her sometimes because Mm -hmm. they really don't have an answer. Like they're really not guilty of something, but she thinks they are. And so she asks them these like browbeating questions and they get nervous. So they answer as if they're guilty just because they're nervous and scared. Yeah. Like, if someone's talking to you like they're questioning you all the time, that's really, like, upsetting. Like, I know I I would probably get nervous and be like, uh, I don't know what I was doing two hours ago. Probably napping. I thought you said you never take naps. I don't know. Like, I, I would get so nervous. That's mm-hmm. just That's just really, like, if that's actually how detectives question people, like, that's not effective because... I would just get really nervous and not know what to say, even if I'm totally innocent. Yeah, it's like going through
0: security at the airport, and they look at you in a weird way, and and they are like, like, did I accidentally
1: pack marijuana? I don't know, I can't remember. I've never never seen marijuana in person in my entire (laughs) life, but like, or it's like, one time, like, I was in the airport in Germany, I think, and Mm -hmm. like, they were like, looking at my passport a little too long, and I was like, oh my gosh, they're gonna find out I'm not American, and I was like, what the heck, I'm American? (laughs) Mm-hmm. exactly but like when someone asks for your id and they
0: hold on to it just a yeah. few seconds too long and it's like it's real it's real it's
1: like real. i know i'm 21 but like <laughs> yeah i promise you my id is real i yeah. promise you like 100 percent scout's honor like you can call my mom she'll show you my birth certificate i don't know like it <laughs> freaks me out and so like i get nervous t- like that's just a really nerve-wracking thing and so she treats norman Simultaneously she treats him like a prisoner and just a a, a poor kid who lost well, his mom. It, it
0: kind of goes against the principle of innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. Um so basically what goes down for those of you who haven't seen it yet or can't remember is that um Norman says something to the effect of, Oh, I was just changing, changing the linens. Right. And I do that whether we have guests or not. That's word important. for word. Whether we have whether guests.
1: Whether we have guests or not. That, like, nowhere, to, like, I would never hear that and think, we didn't have guests recently. Yeah, I it is a general
0: like... statement. I don't think this sheriff lady ever took, um, logic or intro to philosophy, because <laughs> you would know that that is a yeah. general statement. If this, it's, then It's this. not a true statement. That is basic philosophy. It's like the if this, then this. Right. Um. So, anyway, there's a musical called If Then. She then later on in the scene is like, "I thought you said you didn't have any guests."
1: He's like, "When did I say that?" Poor Norman. Yeah, she's making him so nervous, and so she makes him think he think he's lying, and he's, he hasn't lied to her once in this scene either.
0: That's he? true. Mm-mm.
1: He's withheld, but he hasn't lied to her once. Yeah, I mean, I guess he lied about changing the linens because you. Well, actually, no. He he just said it's linen day. Yeah, he never said he was just changing them. He just said it's linen day.
0: Yeah,
1: that could mean I'm gonna do it later. Like that, he never specified. So he was, I don't think he was intentionally careful. But I will say I'm so proud of Norman because he told he told the truth the whole time. Mm -hmm. You know, like so many times Norman has like lied to protect himself, even though telling the truth really wouldn't have incriminated him. Just like this, like yeah, a couple came had a had their little you know visit that weird little face His that
0: facial
1: the little freddie highmore face of like they came here to like have sex and leave and he's just like oh funny. what did he what you say what was, what was the line what was the line it was a quick one oh yeah it was a quick one know <laughs> and so like clearly you know like Probably a good time to Look have that one in there. face, day. though? I love it. Yeah, love and it so, so, like...
0: Much. He's so awkward about talking about sex.
1: And, it's, and like, another thing about that is, even if he did say, we didn't have guests, he came out of, like, well, he didn't come out of Cabin 12. It looked like he was coming out of, like, Cabin 12, though. Mm-hmm. And if he only had one cabin occupied, that, that still would make sense that, like, that no one had, like, that he was changing sheets in a room no one stayed in. That yeah. that's like totally normal. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I, this lady is so like. Because I mean, I mean, we know that Norman's guilty of these crimes, Mother and Norman. We know they're guilty, but like, but it just really, seems like, she does not have enough evidence. She really doesn't, and to maybe, maybe make him feel incriminated at all. Maybe that's on the writers a little bit, you know? Because okay, anyone might have a motel address I feel if they're like- traveling. That's not incriminating
0: to me. Like, if he had I the biggest motel. it is hotel. suspicious. But that doesn't mean that Norman has anything. I was about to, to say, that could it. just
1: mean that he's friends with Romero. Romero's from White Pine Bay. And I mean, I know, like, Romero's um, Norma's husband. And, like, but he could easily, Romero could be saying, like, hey, if you're gonna break out, like, I know my son in law barely takes care of the motel. You could stay in it for, like, a night. Yeah. you would never notice. Mm-hmm. So, like, it really easily could be that Norman has no idea. Yeah. I mean, it's just,
0: it's too soon for her to tell anything. But, but she's so she, suspicious she of him. She gives him the update on Jim saying that they found his body. You know, they found multiple bodies
1: in the lake. Okay. Dead um, bodies? Yes, like,
0: Norman. Yeah, he goes,
1: dead bodies? I'm like, no, <laughs> just to get a bunch of teens hanging out. That's dead bodies, not dead booties. Well, both. <laughs> dead booties on dead bodies. Ew. None of them were up for the title, though. Sorry. Romero Romero won the crown this episode.
0: <laughs> Anything else to say about the sheriff? I'm kind of over her. I don't even want to Honestly, talk about Honestly, yeah, I'm over her,
1: too. I really just, like, I just don't think she has enough cause to be questioning him. I mean, I know we know he's guilty, but, like... But she doesn't have a reason to think so. Right. Makes me wonder if she's like this with literally everyone. I mean, she might be. She's a lady cop. I feel like she has to be pretty tough. That's true. Like, if this, I mean, if you're a cop and you're not like a white male, mm-hmm. like, you kind of have to prove yourself a little extra. Which is
0: sad that that's the world that we live in. It's but sad, it's true. but it's
1: true. Like, not saying cop shows are 100% accurate, but I do watch, like, you know, episodes where a lot of police officers that aren't. White males really do have to like work a little bit harder, mm-hmm. like Juliet and Psych. You know, oh, people yeah. don't take her seriously a lot because she's a woman, because she's a cute little girl, because she's cute and she's a girl, but she's like a total badass. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, so let's move on. Speaking of bodies, I'm washing my hands. Of her. Norman buries
0: Norma's body in the woods. Doesn't got always bury
1: when you leave the face open?
0: I don't know. Maybe he put that dirt was... over the little shroud blanket thing that he threw. I don't know.
1: That was I weird. I just want to
0: say, it was very aesthetically pleasing. Whoever was the DP did a great job. Freddie... But at the same oh, time... Oh, also, shout out to Freddie it Highmore. It was
1: very morbid. Shout out to Freddie Highmore for doing the te- uh, the teleplay for this episode. Oh, yeah, that's right. I keep forgetting about that. Just, we forgot to mention that. So, just... Yeah. Since you said whoever... I mean, I don't think... I don't know if he designed or I guess He did not direct it. He did not direct the episode. Or direct
0: the photography, but
1: No, but whoever <coughs> it was very beautiful. Whoever did it. But he it was did stunning.
0: Yeah. In more ways than one.
1: Oh wow. What's so funny is I thought to myself, why does Norman just have a wheelchair in his house? Nah. What like, who just has a wheelchair in their house? To move... that? that's not like around well i thought who has a wheelchair in their house that has no family members that are disabled and then i thought to myself why am i questioning that why this guy has a wheelchair in his house he has his dead mother in his house true why am i questioning something as honestly not that random as a wheelchair i mean yeah you could get a wheelchair at like i mean a thrift shop we have one at my house but that's because my mom had surgery at one point like i guess like maybe if uh, maybe we we
0: gotta move the plot along.
1: <laughs> we missed the episode where Dylan had surgery. Yeah, towards. something anyway.
0: That. Um Um so speaking of Dylan, he shows up. Oh, so do you wanna you wanna talk about this? Oh Dylan.
1: Oh Dylan, I was so happy but so scared for his life. Yeah, I mean the whole time that he was there I was like
0: Dylan's gonna die. No, I'm... He's
1: gonna die. I'm serious. But if he dies, I'm gonna be really sad. I was ready to cry whenever he hit him over the head later, but we'll we'll get there. But, like, everything about Dylan's arc on this episode, just... If you... I I don't understand how you can not like Dylan, or at least not feel for him. Maybe I can understand if you don't like him. I guess personality. But how do you not feel for him? Mm. Dylan... I mean, we love Dylan. I mean, he's Dylan that line i was like oh gosh anyway i had like a personal crisis right before this i have it in my notes i had a weird personal crisis watching him bury norma's body i was like that's so weird that we leave behind bodies on the earth and i had like a crisis anyway we're gonna move on to dylan
0: i talk about this later
1: we will (laughs) i i wonder so like my first thought with dylan the way he's like he is terrified of Norman, but he's, it, it, he has such a mix of emotions when he sees Norman because he, you can tell he wants he's to so like,
0: calm though.
1: he wants to hug him. He wants to be his brother, but he's also scared and worried and not sure what to expect when he goes up in that house. Because to Dylan and to a normal person at all, it's weird to still be living in that big, creepy, empty house after your mom tried to kill you in it. Well, from the police report. Mm. We know that we know what really happened but like if you're looking at it objectively your mom tried to kill both of you in that house and you want to stay there alone good point.
0: good point
1: like that's not right and so Dylan's got a lot of emotions there and he um so I think I mean I mean given their conversation on the phone last week when he's like she killed herself tragedies that's why they are so horrible like ESPN Norman i love that line so much anyway he knows that like she didn't kill herself (laughs) he knows that um but does he or actually does he fully know that and does he does he know that norman for sure did it
0: I think he wants to believe that Norman didn't do it, but he knows better at this
1: point. I think he knows Norman did it, but what he doesn't know is, does Norman know right. that he did it? And I think I that's, think that's the question here. Dylan, I mean, it's it doesn't take a genius. If I mean, it does not take a genius to figure it out that Norman did it, but I think Dylan doesn't want to blame him for it because Dylan also knows he probably has no idea he did it. Exactly. And so, and that's, and like, Dylan has such a huge heart. Anyway, there's like, I mean, there's Norma's shoes on the floor in the house. Mm-hmm. Like everything's a mess. Everything's a huge mess. And like Dead flowers everywhere. Dead bodies. No, just kidding. <laughs> dead <Yeah>. booties. Dead <laughs> booties. Anyway. Um, so then like. So then he like he's just trying to make conversation. He's like, are you still going to therapy? And he's like. Mm. But he tells Norman that Norman's an uncle. Oh my gosh, that was a sweet little moment. It was really uncomfortable because any normal siblings would be like over the moon, but Norman has not smiled.
0: Exactly.
1: Like I feel like Norman
0: was so excited, but it is sad. Like I haven't talked to you for almost two years. I think it really said it. A kid.
1: I think it's setting for Norman right in that moment when he finds out he's an uncle. mm, Because right after he finds out, he just immediately says, Dylan, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Because I think that just puts it into perspective. Not only does he find out that his brother and one of his best friends, his his best friend, Emma is his best friend, they got married and they have a baby that's like-
0: And he's an uncle. And
1: he's an uncle and he's like, but, and then it also hits him. I chose to not be part of his life. Yeah. And so it just and it, and, it, and I think that moment of knowing he could be Uncle Norman and
0: Aww, Uncle Norm. I think it just
1: put it in a perspective for him for him in that moment like I could be Uncle Norman. I could I had be a grandpa I could Norman. get better. I could hang out with my brother and his wife and like my sister-in-law and like hmm. you know get better and they could come like I think it just puts in perspective and for him hold in that Katie. moment yeah it puts it in perspective for him that moment that he doesn't have to live like this
0: mm-hmm.
1: but at the same time he feels like he does because he doesn't because mother is
0: lurking around his
1: mother's oh, lurking it really her. is like right whenever norman has this like you can see it on his face and he realizes like i could have this life she's there mm-hmm. and it's so scary and like and so it so really. She's creeping throughout this entire conversation. This episode and Dylan kind of
0: keeps looking
1: back, like, yeah. "What
0: are you looking at?" But he knows. I mean, yeah, he you obviously is. Know and this it episode
1: out. really puts the the final shift in. Mother is not a protector. Mm-hmm. She's not anymore.
0: Which we will talk about. She
1: may have started off as a protector. When we talk about psychopathy we'll do it but like that scene especially is what like turns the like turns the screw and um whoa oh not like (laughs) not what i meant
0: okay anyway let's talk about dr edwards
1: oh yeah Um, so
0: norman confesses that he doesn't see dr edwards on a normal basis or take his meds but he did run into dr edwards last week Mm-hmm. which we later find out is not quite the case. Let's go ahead and
1: talk about that then because that was such okay. a short scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, so okay. Dylan goes to the
0: pharmacy a little
1: bit later that day. All right, are you ready for me to blow your mind? I'm ready. So I saw this on Twitter. Somebody said something about, I can't believe Norman killed Dr. Edwards. And I was like, when did they say that he did? So when I was watching it again, I was like, they never say that he did. However, they did say we pulled multiple bodies. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where Audrey's body ended up. I really don't. But I do know that multiple bodies, like, they wouldn't say multiple if they were just talking about two. Oh, you but, know? But I they, mean, I know multiple means more than one, but, like, but they what would, about
0: Bradley and, um, Was that the
1: same lake? They were pretty far out of town when that happened, remember?
0: But it could have been the same lake.
1: I don't think so, because they were far out of, Remember, Norman, like, was walking in the middle of a random field after he dumped Bradley's body in her car? That was
0: the next day.
1: I know, and he was, like... So he was far enough out of town because they got in the car together and started driving. I don't know. I think it was far enough out like of town. I feel like we can't argue either way if we don't know exactly where it I don't it was. think Bradley's body is in that lake because they were far away. And there were, like, I remember that scene because there were, like, docks and lights. And that other lake is doesn't look like that. I don't know why I remember it so vividly, but I do. Because I, I liked Bradley, actually, as a character. Mm. I didn't like her choices. I liked her as an actress and a character, though. But anyway, um, I don't think that was the same because I think they got far enough out of town for that one. Okay, I'm okay. pretty sure they did because they were in the car for a bit, and then Mother comes out. So the
0: conspiracy theory is that Norman killed yeah, Doctor Edwards. Yeah, let's get to that. Dumped um, him in the pond. Okay, I can well, see that, but why would he do that?
1: Because Doctor Edwards tried to help him get rid of Mother.
0: But when would he have seen Doctor
1: Edwards since he left Pinecone? He might have gone back for some therapy. Oh, he was going back for therapy sessions. Mm-hmm. He may have been going back after mother died. But he doesn't remember that.
0: If Norman kills Dr. Edwards, here's what I think. Okay. I'm going to be so mad. Here's what
1: I think happened. I think. Because, I mean, justice when they said. for
0: Juno. Justice for, for Dr. Dr. Greg Edwards. Here's
1: the thing, though. They wouldn't have Dr. Edwards have, had gone missing if if Norman had nothing to do with it. You know, like
0: why well, why that would it could
1: be a red herring?
0: You well, don't why know. Why wouldn't they just say like he moved away? I just I, cuz maybe we're supposed
1: to think that Norman did it. Well, I think he did because it makes sense. You know, mother mother kills people who are either threatening to Norman or threatening to the relationship between mother and Norman. Mm-hmm. So, I think what we're starting to see is before it was mother killing people that were threatening to Norman, like Mm -hmm. Jim, or like Jim Blackwell. He Mm -hmm. was threatening to Norman's life. However, Dylan is not threatening to Norman's life. He is threatening to his relationship with mother. Mm -hmm. Dr. Edwards is not threatening to Norman's life.
0: I mean, you don't have to argue with me about the possibility of it. I just don't want it to be true. Oh, I don't either. (laughs) Absolutely not. I love Dr. Edwards. I love Dr. Edwards.
1: But... I think that they're setting it up that way.
0: But what if Dr. Edwards just ran away and he's gonna like come back miraculously and everything's gonna be okay? I know that's what you want to happen. He's gonna take care of Norman and Norman's gonna get better and then he's gonna be Uncle Norman. What
1: if Dr. But what if Dr. Edwards has a brother that's gonna take care of Norman? A twin brother? Still so we'll have the same actor? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I hope it's a red herring because I love him. But if we're thinking about it realistically from the pattern of the show, I think that they're trying to set up for us that, like, Norman was behind that because it makes sense.
0: It makes sense. I'm I don't just, want it to be
1: true. Like, I honestly got really upset. Just,
0: I, let's stop talking about this because you're not letting me live in denial. Okay? I'm
1: really – I'm not. <laughs> I, so, okay, so where do we go from there, then?
0: Um, okay, so um, back to the scene that we were oh, talking Madeline. about earlier. No, no, no! Oh no, that's not we next. need to we need to jump back. Oh, um, what do we miss? Um, so when Dylan first shows up, um, you know, mother's creeping, and Norman says, "I do sometimes miss wow. our mother," and I feel like that "our" is in italics because he kind of says it as a little jab towards towards mother, mother um, which oh, she gets yeah. a little angry about. And then Dylan says pretty much right after that, I don't think you're well, Norman, which he said quite a few times. He's oh, even yeah. said it in the past few seasons. Um, and Dylan is like, Dylan. you know what? Like, let's let's figure this out. Like, you shouldn't be living here alone. Um, so He's like, not alone. We'll, we'll talk about like you you moving somewhere. And Norman is basically like, I can't deal. I got to take a nap, which honestly, Norman, I feel you. I feel you. I also when I can't face my adult responsibilities, just wanna take a
1: nap. Don't we all? So he takes a nap and mother wakes him up mm-hmm. and oh gosh, I hate I hated mother so, so much in this scene when she's like I mean I, don't, I just like he's he says she says he's never understood us. And uh-huh. I'm like, I don't think anyone ever has or will yeah. to be honest. But, like, like it's not just Dylan. Literally no one understands your creepy-ass relationship. But, like... <laughs> Except for people on Tumblr. That freaks me out. It really does. Like, there are actually people on the internet who think shipping incest is okay. There is never, like, a justification for that. That is disturbing. Like, I want to find every single person that ships that on Tumblr and just invite them to church.
0: Yeah, you people need
1: Jesus. Like, y'all need Jesus. But, like... <laughs> Anyway,
0: um, like, can I interest while, y'all in a while? While Norman is sleeping,
1: y'all can ship Mary. It's just interesting
0: that I just said that because that references a scene I'm about to talk about. But anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. While Norman is sleeping, Dylan goes into Norma's room
1: and oh. just
0: loses it. Do you want to tell them what happens?
1: So like that scene's so conflicting for me because it's i feel so sad for dylan because this is such an emotional moment for him and i think like what i was telling you earlier is like there's such a huge moral question here in this scene that i don't even think like like if they had actually put it in the dialogue it would have been way too on the nose i think they they illustrate it so beautifully in this scene Mm -hmm. without even having to like say the question out loud but like But you can tell what's going on internally with Dylan. Like, Max is a great actor. You can really tell, like, that he has such a vivid inner life as Dylan. And, like, he, what's going on there in that scene is he, you know, he's thinking to himself, if I hadn't left, this wouldn't have happened. Right. However, and that's the thing. That's the thing. Dylan left Norma because he really just couldn't do it anymore he had put up with so much for her norma was not a good person i don't care if you like her as a character she's a great character she was not a good person no she which we can talk about in a different episode absolutely was she a sympathetic person yeah she a good person no and and dylan knows that even though he loved her as his mother he knows she's a terrible person and she does not have the best interest at heart for for Norman and Dylan loves Norman so much that like, he just couldn't watch that anymore. And he also couldn't stand by while they committed crimes together. Mm -hmm. And like, and, and it was their cutesy little secret. Right. And it was disgust. It was disgusting. And like Dylan knows that. And he really just couldn't, and they were always shutting him out and he just couldn't deal with it anymore. And so he left her, but not Norman. And you know, he's just thinking in that moment, if I hadn't done what was best for me, this wouldn't have happened, but here's the thing. One, I'm sure Dylan wanted to leave so many times before that. Mm-hmm. Two, it doesn't matter if Dylan left. She was still going to die. Like Norman was still going to kill her. Yeah. That It was like all the signs were there. He was still going to do it. Like it was, there was nothing Dylan could have done. But is that fair for Dylan to have to think that's that doing what was best for him is the cause of this? Cause it's not. It's absolutely not. And I've been watching 13 Reasons Why as well, and so it's like it's just this like really heavy moral question of is it my job to sacrifice my own well-being or just like is is it my fault when something bad happens that I could have prevented? And I think the answer's no. You know, like just because you could have prevented it doesn't mean it's your fault that it happened. Yeah. I mean, but that's this, like what he's this is he's, what we talk about in upper level ethics classes. That's like what he's struggling with in that scene and like he feels bad that he couldn't prevent it, and I don't think he... I mean I understand why
0: he feels guilty.
1: Oh, I do too.
0: He he shouldn't. And hopefully no. he he'll be able to talk it through with Emma or
1: somebody I think, down the line. I think Emma will be the right person to talk it through with because she kinda has a similar thing with her mom. Yeah. They true. have a very like similar struggle there. And that's another right. thing I realized in that scene is like he and Emma have like a deeper bond with this feeling right here that they have both they are both experiencing in a different way yeah but they both can understand each other in that and i just i really love they're together
0: i I really wanted to talk about an artistic the artistic side of this scene okay and that's when um dylan sees norma's blue robe um and that's the one that norman wore exactly this made me think (sighs) Of season three, episode seven, I went back and found oh the gosh. exact episode. Just you in would. case anybody wants to watch it. I did the hard work for you. Um, when, or actually, I'm sorry. It's season three, episode six. Okay. Um, And Norman wake. Okay, first off, Norman goes into this trance, which I didn't remember, that lasts for like hours.
1: That's wow. And so Dylan and
0: Emma are taking care of him. Um,
1: Oh, I do remember this now.
0: And this is when they have the little flirty moment, um, where she's got to spit up phlegm, and Dylan helps her, which is really sweet. But it's just kind of weird too. Um, But anyway, um, and then Dylan's sleeping in the living room, and he wakes up in the middle of the night. And Norman is making breakfast like, as mother. At
1: like two in the morning. Yeah.
0: Um, and I mean, this scene is just incredible. By far, probably one of the best scenes from season three. Maybe even one of the best scenes in the
1: entire
0: season. Oh, I would, I would put
1: it in like my top ten.
0: It's so good. Um. It was a good scene. And I don't want to go over the whole thing with you because you can just go watch it. I mean, it's on Netflix. I mean, I'm sure y'all remember it. Yeah, but, um. Made it this far. It was just, Norman's in that robe, and he's mother, and... Such a
1: fabulous robe, too. It is. And
0: Freddy pulls it off so well. And that's when Dylan really starts to realize, like, if he hadn't already, even more so at this that point... That was
1: such a good artistic choice. Norman is insane. That really was, like, a beautiful, like, shot.
0: Yeah, and then, and then, in episode seven, Norman tells Norma what happened and he's like norma he thinks he's you um and she's like this is ridiculous blah 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 um this is why i hated norma I mean dylan and norma have never had a good relationship but that's when it really starts spiraling and then near the end of season four is when he leaves for good and it's a lot of the same arguments that he has like you're never gonna take care of norman you're Mm -hmm. never gonna do what's best for him and then when he says goodbye to norman okay now i'm gonna start
1: crying oh gosh i did cry when i saw that episode um he's like
0: Norman, take care of yourself. Like, you're not well. You need to go back to Pineview. Mom's never going to do it for you. Which is a great segue into this dinner scene. But before we get there, let's talk about Madeline.
1: Let's. Okay. So Madeline has been going in and out of favor with me these last few episodes. And not because she's done anything wrong. She's just kind of she's just her personality has sat weird with me these last few episodes like some of the choices as a person that she makes i'm just like not even big choices just like little things the way she interacts with norman or just people in general i'm like i don't know if i like you anymore but i like her in this episode because i think she's just been a little all over the place which is understandable she's Mm -hmm. had a lot on her plate lately Mm -hmm. and um i this this scene was like I think the scene was what we needed with Madeline to remember that she is a good person. Yeah. Because it's hard to remember that.
0: And I know I should have realized it because in the shot where Dylan pulls up, you can kind of see her truck. But for some reason, I wasn't looking at the truck. I was looking at her and I was like, Oh no! It's Norman dressed as Mother. Cause she's wearing and the same Dylan's
1: coat. Dylan's gonna die. She's wearing the same coat, and she looks the same. I mean, we've talked about this. Oh yeah, they look. I really don't know where they found this girl. I know that looks exactly like Vera Farmiga. But
0: yes, and so first thing, Dylan's like, he, he didn't tell you that he he has a brother.
1: And I was like,
0: um, oh, that's man. so sad
1: so but i will i will give this to norman even though i'm normally on dylan's side with everything i think dylan even knows this it is hard for norman to talk about dylan it's true because he loves him so much and he knows he was right yeah that's not the point anyway with madeline though you just really remember in this scene like when she's like when he tells her he's like i'm glad that dylan was honest with madeline Mm -hmm. dylan has dylan is never like dishonest it's so true. He, like, I mean, sometimes he, like, withholds truth when he needs to. Like, I guess with, the, like, all of his, you know, career endeavors in the past he did. But, like, yeah, Dylan tells the truth when he, like, when, you know, you know when characters lie and where they really just don't need to? He always tells the truth and, like, he straight up tells her, like, because he can see that she cares about him. He's like, Norman is not well like he is he has mental issues mm-hmm. and and she just Im- she just immediately goes oh my gosh like i had no idea yeah thank like thanks for telling me Like i'm so sorry and i don't know it was just like in this moment madeline like she she went back to being a person in this episode mm-hmm. does that make sense like in the past few episodes i feel like she's just been madeline loomis girl who looks like norma having an like has a husband having an affair like dramatic little like
0: mm-hmm.
1: not really a person but a character right but she went back to being a person in this episode and it was really refreshing I really enjoyed seeing it and yeah
0: she wasn't even in it for that long but I definitely liked that scene oh I did
1: I thought it was a really I think I thought it was one of the nicest Madeline moments we've had so far um she because she is a good person
0: yeah so sympathetic I mean Talk about this this woman who's freaking out because she can't find her husband. And yeah, he's a dirtbag, but like she she's worried anyway. And like most Dylan brings up that Norman has mental issues and needs to be institutionalized, and she's like, Oh my gosh, like she doesn't get freaked out. She doesn't
1: get freaked out. She's just instantly like compassionate for Norman. And I'm like, This is this is like Because, like, you might watch this episode and think that was such an unnecessary scene, except for, like, to let us know that she's looking for Sam. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't think that was the point of that. I think she could have called looking for Sam and it would have done the same thing. I think we needed to see Madeline being a person again.
0: Yeah, it was great. I
1: think that was a really necessary moment because they could have had just a phone call. You know, it could have been like Dylan answered the phone. While Norman was taking an app. That's true. But they had her come in person for a reason. Mm -hmm. That's like, that's what I always think whenever like they have these characters come in for like literally five seconds of an episode to do something. I'm like, there has to be a reason they did that that way. Mm -hmm. There has to be a reason she came in person. Like, cause she could have called Norman and been like, Hey, has Sam been at the motel? And it would have done the exact same job that she was trying to accomplish. And it would have done the exact same job. The episode was trying to accomplish by like letting Dylan know this lady's looking for her husband. The last place he was was here,
0: and so Dylan comes to Norman. Yeah, who's making dinner? Wait, I'm sorry. I, just...
1: I have to ask you real quick. Who what? who went missing? Sam Loomis. I always <laughs> have to say his name with such emphasis because of that one time Norman did it. <laughs> it's so true. Sam Loomis.
0: Um. So Dylan <laughs> comes and has dinner with Norman, and I just want to say I. I Honestly, I've watched this episode three or four times now. So part of it is that I'm just, like, trying to make it a little bit more entertaining. Not that it's not entertaining, but yeah. I know what's about to happen. Because I've watched <laughs> it in, like, the past 72 hours. Um, and, um... We've watched it in the last hour. <laughs> I know. Well, what I'm saying is I've seen it four times no, I in, know. The, like, last three days. True. Um, anyway. Um, and so, um... I just, like, started to realize that, like, 80% of Norman's dialogue in this scene could be interpreted as him being gay. Give us the examples. Um, just, like, when, like, if you had no context, and you just heard Dylan asking, like, this lady's looking for a husband,
1: has he been here? You know, there's an episode of Malcolm in the Middle where, like, there's a whole scene of them like him and his brother eating and they both think the other is like gay. And so they're trying oh, to tell, no so they're way. trying to tell the other that it's okay to be gay with like a metaphor of like sandwiches. Oh, i like, well, you so like, funny. you like this on your sandwich and that's okay. Oh my God. That's what that made me think of when
0: you said that. Sorry. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and Norman is acting like so like guilty and like anxious about it. Um, and it's just, he's just like, I don't know. I don't know where Sam is. It's like a teenager that
1: has a secret boyfriend. And then he also
0: says something like, it is. And then he says something like, you just will never understand and you just need to let me live the way I want to (laughs) live.
1: I loved this scene so much, though. It was great. (laughs) Like, Norman's sexuality aside, I loved loved this scene so much. Like, this, I think, besides, like, I feel like I can't compare any episode to Marion. Because that was such a good episode, and it, like, it hit all the, like, Mm. it was, like, an 11 out of 10. It was a great episode. Like, I can't compare, like, which episode had the best ending with Marion included. Because, obviously, like, you know, stabbing Sam in the shower, that's genius. That's, like, a beautiful ending, and it's so memorable. But of all the other episodes this season, this had my favorite ending. Because there was so much that happened. It felt longer than it was because so much happened in like five minutes yeah it was crazy it felt like half an episode could have gone by in that little scene which is a good thing like it wasn't like it dragged on it was just so many right because we
0: know dylan knows and norman knows dylan knows and so it it needed to move quickly, but yeah, I think and, like, it, was, it was great the way that they did it. So. And
1: sometimes I forget how good of an actor Max is because I'm so used to seeing how good Freddie is and, like, how mm-hmm. good Vera is. And a lot of the times Dylan, in the past, has a little bit more of, a, like, a relieving role. That's true. He doesn't have as much of, like, an intense emotional... I mean, he does, but, like, not as often as... Like, Norman's never not emotional. And, like... And so like sometimes with characters like D- like Dylan and Emma, who have like a bit of comic relief to them at times, you tend to forget like how good those actors are. But this was like this was mm. Max how do you pronounce his last name?
0: Um, I'm not sure. She's gonna call him Max thing, because i do not know how to it. It looks French, but that's why I asked you. <laughs> I mean if if if, if it's French, she would say terror
1: yeah i'm not gonna say but it looks like theorot (laughs) i don't don't know i just know that i'm just gonna call max then (laughs) max is such a gifted actor max come on our show and tell us how to say your last name please do he's such a gifted actor and this this scene is probably one of his best on the entire i mean of course he's a gifted actor he was in a movie with vin diesel the pacifier was a brilliant like piece of art i just made myself laugh okay anyway the best thing about that movie too is they find a swastika in his locker yeah. and the, and their first thing is not to go to like he's in the sound of music the, the musical the school's putting on no their first thought is why the hell is there a swastika in his locker is he a nazi yep i'm just like oh boy anyway One of the best parts of this whole scene is when Dylan stands up out of his chair and goes and sits in the chair closer to him and, like, looks him in the eye and he's like, please take one of these in front of me.
0: Yeah, so he asks him to take his meds, which I thought was really sweet. Um, You know, he's just like, I just want you to get better, Norman. Um, And I think right before that, Norman says, I wrote down what he said. He says, stop trying to confuse me and stop meddling with the truth. I know you care about me, but you will never understand and let me live how I need to live.
1: <sighs>
0: and so, and and Norman meanwhile is like totally like tearing up about this whole I, know. I mean, he's been tearing up the entire episode and so is Dylan, which of course is understandable. I mean, yeah, it's very it emotional. It's such an emotional scene. Um but I mean, it's it's just like it's like when I don't know. Being the younger sibling, like I've had those moments of like, my my sister just like, and not necessarily like making me like confess, like you know, because I'm guilty of killing Sam
1: Loomis. Oh, I. But am. <laughs> I'm totally guilty of killing Sam Loomis. I'm no, just kidding. I, I've never <laughs> okay. known anyone named Sam Loomis.
0: Um, but just like. That moment when she's like, you know, did you eat the last cookie? And you're like an eight-year-old and you don't know how to contain your emotions. And so you just start crying because you're getting blamed for something. Has that ever happened to you?
1: My sister blamed me for everything, so yes. Yeah. So I I felt him, you know? Um, yeah. I get that. Like, yeah, being the younger sibling, you really, like, sometimes when your older siblings are trying to look out for you and you're just kind of like... Stop talking. You're just kind of frustrated. I don't know. I, I feel like that. Like I get that, but at the same time, like it's so, it, this scene is so loaded. Oh, totally. I mean, but There's I'm so, just saying, yeah. no, I, I get
0: that. at some degree it's very relatable. and that's, I think so. And that's kind of why I was like, yeah, I feel you, Norman. Like I kind of understand how you feel like you're being yeah. ganged up on. Um, But yeah, and so yeah, Norman asks him to take his meds. Which made me think of Silver Linings Playbook, when Pat just says, "I don't feel good when I'm on them, Mom. I don't feel good. I'm so much clearer without them, Mom. They make me bloated. I don't like the way it makes me look." That is such a good book. That that is such a good book. I think that might actually be from the movie, but there's something similar in the book.
1: Bradley Cooper did a good job with that Bradley, movie. Jennifer we Lawrence love was, you. Jennifer, Lawrence was, Jennifer Lawrence was
0: really bad in that movie. Bradley but... really carried that movie. <laughs>
1: Oh my gosh! One of my, one of my professors referenced between two ferns. No way! Yeah, it was weird. Anyway, so for those of you who don't know what we're talking about,
0: Zach Galifianakis, who co-starred in um, the Hangover movies with Bradley Cooper, does he's hilarious. He does these like little shorts, I guess. It's you like would call them. I
1: feel like a lot of people know about Between Two Ferns, but if you don't, it's like a look it up. It's like an inter- It's like it's like they're scripted interviews, so they're like intentionally really uncomfortable.
0: So he's had one with like Hillary Clinton. Barack that one was Obama, good. Anyone else? Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber. He's had a
1: lot. Like a lot of famous people have been on it, and so um, they're just really uncomfortable interviews. Like. Like, he asks Obama if he wants to do a third term, and he goes, you know, I think it'd, it'd be like doing a third Hangover movie. Kind of like overkill at this it was like overkill or like yeah. not necessary. <laughs> and then he's like, you know, Bradley really carried really carried those movies. And he's just like, oh, yeah, everyone loves Bradley because he's handsome. Try making it in Hollywood when you're short, fat, and smell like Doritos. It's just genius. Zach. Maybe I feel like Norman would say something like that, like, Oh, everyone loves Dylan. Try making it in Hollywood when you're short, fat, and smelling like Doritos. Yeah, it's kinda true. I mean, it's Dylan. We all love Dylan. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of Dylan, let let's let's get to the seriousness of this episode because there is there is a moment in this episode where he like it seems like he's getting through to Norman to take the pill. And he is. And he is. And so Norman gets up to get, I guess, a glass of water. I mean, it
0: was obviously successful with what happens next. Yeah. Like,
1: obviously, he was about to do it. Mm -hmm. And the the thing is, like, him taking that pill is getting Mother to go away. Mm -hmm. And so, like, that's why, like, what happens happens. And it's such a good, like, it's so, oh, it's so good how he's, like, how Dylan's watching him and we are now seeing like in this scene, we get both what Norman sees and what Dylan sees. And I loved it. Cause y'all know, I love, I love those scenes because I do want to like, I do want to see what like other people are seeing with Norman just so like, cause it's fun to be in Norman's head, but I also just am curious. Like, yeah. What does this look like to the outside world? And we get that in the scene. It was so good. And like, cause he's talking he's like, what does he say when he's talking to it? Like, He's okay, talking for both off of them. the way
0: that Freddie imitates Mother. When he turns around or and goes... portrays Mother. Dylan. I mean, even the way that he talks, and I don't even know what it is. Maybe it's like the cadence, like almost the musicality that Norma has, that yeah. Vera uses when she talks. He he adapts that. It's like kind of
1: like when people imitate Marilyn Monroe. Yes! And they do, like, the Mr. President thing. Yes! It's kind of like that. It's so freaky. It's uncanny. I mean, both require blonde wigs. True. Nor- Norma Louise is basically Norma Jean. Duh. Oh my gosh, Norma Jean. Uh, that, that was her name, right? Norma Jean? I think so. That was Marilyn Monroe's real I name. Made in on a girl oh no we're not doing smash <laughs> this is not a smash podcast i would i would love to do a smash podcast we should do a smash podcast that'd anyway. be great um what were we talking
0: about yeah norma jean was her name oh so yes <laughs> okay so norman turns around and he's like norman's marilyn monroe dylan Mr. President. I love you. Happy birthday. I'm so proud of you, Mr. President. <laughs> <laughs> We're never going to get through this episode. It is, though.
1: It's like, it's like people doing a Marilyn Monroe impression. Except the way better. Except, yeah. Because he pulls it off. Anyway. It's, a, it's like a stock character, though. Yeah.
0: And he's like, you know, I'm so proud of you. I love you. You always mean well. I know this because you've always meant well. Um and he's just like, but unfortunately. And I want to talk about this line later. So just Yeah. We'll we'll hold on to it. Um, but he says, Unfortunately, I can only be a mother to one person. Ugh. And you're getting
1: in the way. Wham! Whiskey glass it's like one to of these the head. Glasses. Yeah. Yeah, it was like I got really nervous in this scene because, like... Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, Dylan's Dylan's taken some beatings. Like, he's fine, you know? But right. whenever he... Whenever Norman, like, at the end of the scene, just... I mean, I'll talk about what happens getting to this. But when he calls and says, like, I need to report a murder, I straight up thought, did Dylan just die? If Dylan died, I'm I'm about to, like, riot in the streets. Right. But... Because we see
0: a little blood coming from his yeah. head. Yeah. And then we see Mother holding the knife, and it looks like she gets pretty close, but it you does. can't tell if it goes in or not. I don't think it I don't think it
1: does. I think Dylan no, backs no, no, up no, no. enough. But yeah. like what's so great about this scene is there's just like this scene is so telling. Not really much about Norman. I mean it is, but like we know this side of Norman and Norma. Yeah. We have this is not a new side to her. Because we know real Norma would never actually kill Dylan, but she really did not prioritize him. Right. She was not a good person. Anyway, like, it's just, this scene was really about Dylan and how he could, like, call the police in this scene. He could freak out. He could be visibly scared. But all you see on his face is... I love my brother so much. And this is heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. You don't see fear in his eyes. You just see like, you just see his heart. Maybe some shock, but maybe a little shock, but it's also, he's also also not surprised by this. Right. Like he knows Norman's not well. He knows, he knows what happens to Norman. This is not a new, this is not like he's seeing this for the first time. Right. What you see on his face is just this utter heartbreak Mm. of like knowing in this moment that, that he really might not be able to help him. You know, yeah. because he, ha- he the last time he tried to help him, it, ba- like, they, they, their relationship was gone. Yeah. And he, I think Dylan had a hope in coming to see Norman. And, like, you can just kind of see the hope fading and, like, and just a genuine fear of, like, not a fear for his life or anything, but a fear that his brother will never be okay. And And I have a brother, and so, like, I just, I mean, I guess anyone with a sibling knows, like, even if you're not that close to your sibling, like that's that's a lot, that's heavy, and um, and they are close. Like they were very close whenever they lived at the same in the same house. You know, mm-hmm. they they've always very much loved each other, and that they they honestly have my favorite relationship on the show. The, yeah, the Dylan Norman relationship is one of my favorites, right? And and so I think this scene is so interesting to to focus in on Dylan because even when Norman calls the police. Dylan, I mean, he's still shocked and he's, he's he has like, like a bit of a head wound, but like we've seen Dylan get worse. Like he's yeah. okay. And so like, he just does not, like he doesn't do or say anything and you got it. Like, and so I, like, I keep wondering why. And I wonder if he isn't doing, doing or saying anything because he knows that like he might attack or if he doesn't know what to do or say, or if he really is just waiting for Norman to like calm down. I think. And again, I, I went back and watched a couple of
0: scenes between Dylan and Norman. And it seems that whenever Norman has these episodes, for lack of a better word, um, Norman or I'm sorry, Dylan is just kind of like, Okay, I'm just gonna feel it out and kind yeah, of go with it. So, that's what it is. So I think in the same way, I mean, obviously there's a little bit of shock and just kind of like, what the hell is
1: happening? It's like the dark version of humoring someone.
0: Yes, exactly. He's just kind of like, I'm just going to wait it out and see what Norman does mm-hmm. and how he... Like, like... I'm going to
1: see where you're taking me. Yeah.
0: And I I don't think that's necessarily unwise. I mean, especially when you're either. dealing
1: with someone who's been known to kill people. Not only that, but someone you love.
0: Yeah. There's so, so much at stake. Yeah, so I think I think that's kind of what we're seeing again. Um. Anything else you want to say about um this
1: scene, and then we'll talk about psychopathy. Um, I feel like we should save the last line for the very end. Okay. When he calls
0: the police, dude, that was intense. Okay, let's talk about this is
1: happening. Sorry about
0: psych. Yeah. Okay. Psychopathy. I know it's not psychopathy. I thought it was for the longest time, but I was wrong. Okay, where I'm getting most of my information about psychopathy is from the DSM, again. Um, And also, um, I love this podcast Remind us what DSM stands for. Diagnostic... Frick. Okay, it's not that important. I was just curious. Okay, something manual. It's... Statistic? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um... It's, it's used by psychologists and psychiatrists to diagnose people with different mental conditions and disorders. Um, and so I'm getting information from that and I'm also and I don't think this one is the fully updated version but it's a recent version. Um, and then I'm also getting information from a podcast called Stuff Mom Never Told You from howstuffworks.com. Interesting. It is a great podcast. I do not know these people. We are not getting anything from telling you to go listen them. <laughs> I've never to them. heard of them until right now. Also, I'm pretty sure they're not actually recording episodes anymore. But it's so interesting. Especially if you're a feminist in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Definitely check them out. But they did an episode on... So they, they like to talk a lot about um, gender in our society. Hence, you know, feminism. Um, And they did an episode about psychopathy and why it tends to be that the vast majority of those diagnosed are men um, and how psychopathic traits can be different between men and women. It's very interesting. um, But they also just had some general information about psychopathy that I used. And so um, one thing they said is that about 1% of humans are psychopaths. Now... Let's just dispel this rumor now. Being a psychopath does not mean that you are a serial killer. Or even that you're a killer. You probably will get, like, ha- uh, display some violent traits. But that doesn't mean that you're a murderer. Um, and so, what the DSM says about psychopathy... um. I'm just going to kind of run through the criteria, and you just think about mother and tell me if it's true about okay. her or not, okay? All right, got it. Um, Okay, so there is a pervasive pattern of disregard for and violation of the rights of others Yeah. Um, occurring since 15 years or so, as indicated by three or more of the following. One, failure to conform to social norms with respect to lawful behaviors – as indicated by repeatedly performing acts that are grounds for
1: arrest. Okay. Wasn't he 15 when he killed his dad? We're talking about mother. But, I mean, didn't mother do that? Yeah. Was he, I, yeah, was yeah
0: he... I know I think he was more like 17, but
1: this is 15 and up. Okay, so mother mother did kill his dad, right? Yeah. Right. Well, she's done lots of unlawful things. Well, yeah, but I mean, I was just thinking of the 15th thing.
0: Um, Two, deceitfulness, as indicated by repeatedly lying, um, use of aliases, or conning others for personal profit or pleasure.
1: Wow. Wow. Yes or no? Yeah. Okay. Um, I thought that was my answer. Like, wow. Like,
0: yeah, that's true. Three, impulsivity or failure to plan ahead.
1: Well, considering they can never dispose of a body that well. Yes. That one's like the big, like, one Okay, off. four, irritability okay. and aggressiveness. Well, considering there's been plenty of murders, I would say yes. Yeah, and
0: also repeated physical fights. Slap fights. And assaults. 5. Reckless disregard for safety of self or others. I'd say yeah. Um, 6. Consistent irresponsibility, as indicated by repeated failure to sustain um, consistent work behavior or honor financial obligations. We see a little bit of that. Not so much. 7. Lack of remorse, as indicated by being indifferent to or rationalizing having hurt mistreated or stolen from another yep this individual is at least 18 years uh-huh uh, there is evidence of conduct disorder which um i didn't really look into that much but it basically means just like having some antisocial behavior and what what i mean by antisocial is not you go to a party and you're like when can i leave
1: yeah um, it's
0: like not having empathy for people. Right. And just using people for your own gain. Right. Um and so um I'd say yes and then the occurrence of antisocial behavior is not exclusively um Okay, so what's that saying what that is saying, sorry, is that um it's, it's basically like this is not schizophrenia. Anyway. Yeah. Um or like um bipolar disorder. Um, So with that, I mean, basically the question I've had for a while is, okay, so the movie that this is based off is called Psycho, but is Norman really a psychopath? And I don't think he is. He's very empathetic. He really cares for people. He's compassionate. And I don't think he's faking those emotions.
1: No, I don't think he is either. I
0: think that mother could definitely be, though.
1: And I think that was kind of not like... Not in the comedy sense. I can't, for lack of a better word, punchline. Mm -hmm. I think that was kind of like the punchline of Psycho was that, you know, first of all, you're not expecting the sweet little motel manager to be the Psycho. Second of all, it's not really him that's the Psycho. It's that other personality. Like, that's what they tell you in the end of Psycho. So I think that's always kind of been the punchline.
0: Yeah. So I just want to give some lines that I think really reflect this theory.
1: From this episode.
0: Yeah, from this episode. Um, the first one is that she says to Norman, um, I know you're in shock. Big deal. You'll live. Ooh. You can think about the meaning of life later, but right <laughs> now we got shit to do.
1: Still my favorite line in this entire
0: It's a great line. Show. But big deal, you'll live. And she's like, by the way, like rubbing the blood off of his face. Which is...
1: With her yellow gloves. Yes. We have some yellow gloves. We do,
0: and I think we need to throw them out. Anyway. I think we do. Um, So that's the first one that's, like, big deal. Like, just regardless. Like, ruthless when it comes to uh, you just killed someone. Yeah. Um, Then she compares the situation the
1: to Santa Claus. <laughs> that was such a weird line for me. And I'm not going to lie. I think, I think it fell flat that
0: line i think it did but i kind of uh, the more i watched it the more i was like okay it kind of makes sense
1: side <laughs> note on that though just just real quick because i forgot to say this earlier earlier in regards to this line and the if i had a quarter and make a wish oh
0: wait i'm gonna i'm gonna oh, you're talk getting about that, that one. Yeah. well i just
1: have a side note as far as writing goes mm-hmm. those were supposed to be jokes but i think like what th- the jokes with norma like or with mother in this earlier season, they kind of landed because you're just figuring out like the the dimensions of mother. Mm-hmm. But lately, the jokes are kind of falling flat, even though Vera delivers I think them that's well.
0: that's The intention
1: is that the intention because I think like so. to me, they're just really un- like. I think they're
0: supposed to make you feel uncomfortable. And well, it's like, not that they make, but before stop. they made me uncomfortable but, in a good way. Like, irritated with her.
1: Okay, then that makes more sense because yeah, like I. Every time she made a joke, this episode of the last one or the one before, I have been really annoyed with it. And I was like, are they trying to push, like, a little bit of comedy there? And I don't think they are, I no. guess, when you say that. No. Because I, I did so. want to bring it up because I'm really not sure where they're going with that. No, that I sense.
0: think it's supposed to be, like, look how irritating she is. Like, Norman's irritated with her. We should be annoyed with Which her. Which is why I
1: don't understand how there are still people out there, like, fans of the show that are like, oh my gosh, Mother's the best. I'm like, No.
0: So, let's talk more about the psychopathic mother. Yes, let's. Um, she manipulates Norman into disposing the body by saying that they won't be together anymore if the police find out. And then she says, we don't have time for this emotional bullshit. So, which is so, I mean, I feel like they're all. we all have times where we're like, okay, like, I need to stop being so emotional yeah. in this moment. Yeah. But, like, the fact that she says this time and time again or something to this effect, like, you can't go around being so
1: emotional all the time. Norma said that. That's true. Real Norma. So that's another thing. That's, like, a reflection of what she, like... You... I'm not sure that I would say
0: Norma was a psychopath. No, Norma I would Norma was oh, definitely not. manipulative. And
1: that's where I think it's important to remember or to note the similarities between Norma and Mother. Mm-hmm. Because Mother didn't, like, Mother didn't come out of nowhere. Exactly. This 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 image of his own mother is obviously inspired by the real woman and she was not a good person and so like I just think it's important to note the similarity with that cuz I thought of the same thing whenever like what was that season 1 or 2 when she says you can't go around being so emotional all the time. I think so, yeah. It, it was, it was like, early really on. early on. Like she's been like this his whole life. Yeah. She is she is an abusive person and like that's just important to remember. Like she was not a good person. Definitely.
0: Not a psychopath. I feel like she had enough emotions and social behavior that that couldn't... Kind of weird, not a son. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Kind of abusive, Um, not a But I
0: think Mother definitely is. And so... Oh, yeah. Norman says at the well, I can't believe I did this. He didn't deserve to die, which is just another argument. Song
1: Norman said at the well. At the well, I can't believe he did this. He didn't deserve to die. (laughs) Um, This whole scene sounds like a folk song. I just realized that.
0: But I mean, in that moment, I really felt for Norman because, I mean, he's just again so much empathy. Like, and and I I know that Norman is messed up a lot, but. I uh, you you just you can't not love him when he says things like that and just like when he he shows that he what cares for people so much. <laughs> okay, please.
1: <laughs> what? In mummification?
0: Um and then <laughs> mother says if I had a quarter I'd make a wish. And I think that was not really supposed to be humor. I mean, in her mind it is. Yeah. And, but I think it was supposed to show you look, she is antisocial. Like she doesn't. She has no social grace. Exactly.
1: None. Like it's at least Norman can muster up social grace right. when he needs to. And he can't keep it for long. And but... so
0: I think that's just another little like, hey, mother's a psychopath. Just in case you didn't catch it. Yeah. Um, and then later she says to Dylan, which we kind of already talked about this. I'm so proud of you. I love you. Oh. But unfortunately, I can only ever be a real mother to one person. My first question is, where in the book of motherhood does it say that you can only be a mom to one person? If that's true, me and my siblings got to battle it out. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I think it's, it's interesting that she, you know, supposedly Dylan is mother's son. I, I don't really know how the relationships work there since it's not Norma, but we'll just say... Yes, to that. And she's, like, ruthless
1: about it. She's like, eh, you gotta go. Yeah, like, that really, like, that really does separate, like, Mother from Norma in that moment. Mm -hmm. Because no matter, like, how horrible of, like, a person Norma was, which she was not a good person, she still wouldn't have killed Dylan. Yeah, never, ever, ever ever. Although, to be fair, she didn't kill Dylan because she knew that he could help her. Yeah, but and I think we could dedicate an entire We really episode. could. I've got to stop saying that because, like, I really... I have so many problems with Norma, and I just, like, more and more... Like, the longer she's dead, the more, like, I see, like, online and stuff. People are like, oh, poor Norma. I'm like, no. Not poor Norma. She sucks. Anyway. Yeah. um, So...
0: Yeah, we're we're starting to run out of time, so is there anything that you want to say about Um, Bates Motel the musical or to wrap (laughs) up this episode? I do just
1: want to say to wrap up the the end scene when Norman calls 911. Yes. Because, like, he says, like, 911, I'd like to... He, like, he confesses to the murder, and that was... A huge like psycho difference. You know, he that gets was caught. A to me. I was I was so not shocked. See that and at first, when he said, I, have to, "I want to report a murder," I thought that Dylan was dead for a split second, mm-hmm. and I almost started sobbing. Like I seriously felt my heart stop. But then you see Dylan, and like, it hit me in that moment when I saw Dylan in that last frame, of he hasn't seen his brother in almost two years. This all happened to him in one day. Yeah. Like that is so much to like take in. That's so much to take in. So, so, where do we go from there? We have to rate the episode now. Oh, gosh. What, what, are what gonna... system are we using this episode? Booties. Uh, we already crowned a Miss New Booty. <laughs> How about... Um, well, he used, like, weird candles for that, like, oh, romantic dinner with... Yeah, candelabras. Mm-hmm. I give this episode... Eight out of ten candelabras. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe seven point five, really? because there were parts of it that I felt like. Maybe at this point, every time Mother's on screen, I'm just like, get her. See, out I think I would give it a nine. I think I'm gonna stay with the eight then, like, I, cause like it was a good episode because I love Dylan so much, mm-hmm. but Mother just drove me crazy this episode like oh my gosh I hated her so much all episode well you know she tends to do that she's horrible and like and I love how they're doing it like don't get me wrong but she was so annoying in this episode Mm -hmm. and plus she came way too close to Dylan and he's my baby I love him so much and so like and there was a lot of Dylan in this episode I'm gonna stick with my eight out of ten candelabras okay it's fair it's fair at first I was gonna say menorah and I'm like that's like (laughs) that's the Jewish nope that's the the Hanukkah thing. thing I mean, I met close, I met candelabra quite. <laughs> I met candelabra but I was gonna say menorah and then I was like wait no that's not right. Anything else? What are what are we hoping for now at this point?
0: I think kind of like we said last week. I'm just along for the ride yeah. at this point. I I'm really like, don't feel like I can make any. predictions. I'm such a I'm such a
1: predictor too because like I I'm not I really I am.
0: I don't know. I, there's something to be said about, like, enjoying figuring it out before it happens. But I am that person that I'm, likes to figure it out but first. But I'm totally the person to, like, no, just, like, shut up and let me watch it, you know? See, I'm the
1: person that I really want to figure it out. and And it frustrates me sometimes that I can't figure this show out, but I also love it. Mm-hmm. I'm just, like, I'm a huge puzzle person in general, so I love figuring things out. And, like, and I also, I'm, like, I, I read, like, I'm a literature, I'm not, I'm a creative writing major. I'm, a, I'm an English major, though, so I read all the time. And so, at this point, I try to follow patterns and figure things out. Especially reading Jane Austen novels, that's what I'm doing this semester. They all end the same, but you just figure out how they get there, mm-hmm. to the marriage. And so it's, like, when I watch TV shows, I'm like, okay, I know they're going to get married, but how? And I try to figure it out. Well, here's what I would want to happen. I know what you Norman would want Norman
0: takes his medicine i want that he moves in with emma and dylan and i don't know if i want that with the baby uncle to katie shush this is my this is my version of the story okay um and dr edwards isn't missing and he was he, just on vacation. yep he helps norman with his therapy and norman recovers and has a wonderful life all right and never comes
1: back to the motel all right here's what i here's what i would like I do want – I want Norman to get better, and I don't want him to live with Dylan and Emma because that's a little weird, but I do want him to be okay to, like – I don't know if Norman will ever fully be okay to live on his own. That's the thing. That's why I was like, he needs to be with Dylan and Emma, but okay. But I don't think I want him around the baby all the I time. I thought he would be a great uncle. But all the time with his illness, I don't think he needs to be around that kid all the time. You know, I think maybe he could live with a caretaker, like a, like a professional –
0: oh my gosh, this is turning into me before you, but okay.
1: I haven't seen it. Dumb. Anyway, <laughs> well, he could just, like, or he could live in a place like Pine View or, like, kind of, like, an assisted living for for young people kind of thing. I think he does need care the rest of his life. He will. But what I want is him to be able to be well enough that he can visit them often. Mm-hmm. And, like, and Katie doesn't have to know that Uncle Norman's crazy. Mm-hmm. Or that he ever was. She doesn't have to ever know. You know, like, she can just know him as Uncle Norman, who comes to visit sometimes, like everyone else's uncle. Mm -hmm. He can just be... Because it is weird for a kid to have their uncle live with them growing up. Or It's not weird, but it's, like, not... Full
0: house.
1: But it's not, like, typical. You know? And so, like, Katie just has her Uncle Norman, who comes and visits. And he may never fully be okay, but he at least is getting there. Mm-hmm. And no one else dies. And Doctor Edwards is just in the Bahamas. Yeah,
0: living it up
1: on the beach, parasailing a little bit, you know, learning to cross stitch. I don't know. Something, he was just he so was just having cross
0: stitch all of our yeah, favorite quotes.
1: Exactly. He was just having some stress. You know, he took like a year in isolation, just hiatus. He had he had to sabbatical. deal with a lot of patients. He needed some time on the beach. Yeah. I get to. Well, tune in next week when Dr. Edwards hopefully returns from the Bahamas. and not from the dead. That'd be a whole different show. <laughs> <laughs> this is not yeah. a Walking Dead podcast.
0: Um, okay, one prediction I do want to make, though. Oh, okay. The authorities are going to find Norma's body.
1: Like in the ground? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Then the last thing we'll, the last prediction we'll make will they find it in the ground where he left it? Or will they find, like, will he move it again? Will we see him move it again? And they'll find it, like, in his house. Well, no, they'll have to find it there because he's, he just turned himself in for murder. Yeah. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. I'm so excited for next week's episode. Like, it just got, like, These last two episodes have made up for the slow episodes. Yeah, definitely. Like, by far. So, tune in next week when a drug dog stumbles upon Norma's creepy, frozen body. And, because I feel like that's how that would happen. Justice for Juno. And hopefully, we'll see Juno before the show ends. Yeah. Bye. Bye.